You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together as we celebrate our King, as we celebrate the one who is God alone. He's God alone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Voice of One. Thank you, SOS. Thank you, lovely people, God's children. God bless you. Thank you for those that are connecting online. God be with you. Uh, welcome someone as you take your seat. I'm glad to be in God's house this morning. How many of us are glad? Praise the Lord. This is my father's house. Praise the Lord. And Jesus walked a lot. The blood was shed so that I can be able to open my mouth and say, God is my father. Somebody say, this is my father's house. It's not a light statement. For this reason, the Jews pulled their beard and said, what is this man saying? They took up stones and wanted to stone Jesus. But right now we have been given the liberty, in fact, the right and the authority to call God father. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for me. Hallelujah. I, I want to um, first encourage us, please, to, if you didn't listen to the message on Wednesday, please try and get the message and listen to it. It's something that you need to get yourself acquainted with. Pastor Akin ministered to us and... Um, he, he, he told us some things that are necessary that we should have and equipment that we should have in the times that we live in. Praise the Lord. We are living indeed in very, very interesting times. And um, I do sometimes pause and just say to the Lord, waiting I do, we make you love me so. I mean, don't mind the pidgin English, but it's as, 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 as sincere as possible. I don't, know what, I don't know what I did to qualify being saved. If you're in this world now, in this time, and you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you are blessed beyond measure. You're not lacking anything. There is nothing to be added to you. Every time I stand here, I make the confession, the pressure. You know, I was reading some place where a man went to another pastor's church to preach. And the man, this guest, said to the pastor, this is what the Lord wants me to preach. And the pastor said to him, these people are poor, these people are homeless, these people are this. Preach to them hope. You know, and... I read it and went and then came back and read it again. I said, Lord, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes the people sitting in front of me are poor. The people sitting in front of me are homeless and, uh, you know, facing different situations. But I don't preach what they need. I preach what you say to me to preach. And he said to me, the choice is yours. Who is your God? Everybody responds to his God. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Everybody responds to who his God is. In spite of how he feels. Now, if your God is good, like my God is good, then you know that he won't leave you comfortless. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will know that the God that you have come to loves you more than the preacher. The preacher does not demonstrate the love of God to you. God commended, demonstrated publicly, showed his love for you when he sent his only begotten son. To come into the world and die for you. So you don't need somebody pacifying you every time to show to you God loves you. He said trust in the Lord. Isn't it what he says? And be of good courage. Trust in the Lord. He said wait on the Lord. He said no good thing will the Lord what? Withhold from those who walk uprightly. So no matter the difficulty you come to God with. If it is this God. Be assured that he will meet you. He will answer you. Praise the Lord. Beyond your imagination. But never make your situation God. Praise Jesus. You know. I don't know. Last Sunday I think I was thanking everybody who comes here. And I really pray that some people come here because they accompany their parents. Some people come here because they accompany their children. Some people come because it's close to their house. But. I'm praying that the Lord who has permitted you to be here by whatever means will enable you to catch the very reason why we're existing. Praise the Lord. When we're going to start the Father's Church many years ago, we're pastoring a church and we came out to start the Father's Church. I remember Dr. Tonoza said to us something. He said, God is not looking for another church. Just another. He's not multiplying. You know, like there are persons that have targets. We need 7,000 more churches. We need 50,000 more churches. Say God is not looking for another church. The Bible calls the church the pillar and the ground of truth. God is looking for where truth will proceed. He's not just looking for a gathering of people. He's looking for a place where you can be sure that if you come on Monday... You'll hear truth. If you come on Wednesday, Tuesday, you hear truth. Come in the afternoon, you, you attend choir rehearsal, you hear truth. You attend usher's meeting, you hear truth. You attend even uh, Freedom Fellowship, you hear truth. Freedom Fellowship is not matchmaking. You hear truth. You know, I was so blessed during the week. How many of us were at Get Connected this week? I mean, the Monday was awesome. Wednesday was awesome. Sorry, Tuesday. Wednesday was more awesome. And then Friday was Friday was just uh, as if we had gone to heaven. I'm telling you. You know, it, it's just I'm blessed to be in your midst. I'm telling you the truth. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's a truth. Truth. Pilate said to Jesus, what is truth? And then he didn't wait to get an answer. He turned and left. Truth is the most precious commodity ever. But it's the least valued. Truth. I don't want to, you know, turn everything I'm doing upside down. But 
We're going to pray part of what I hope we're able to do today. If not, we'll do it on Wednesday. That you and I are going to pray to have value for truth. One of the reasons why I love my wife a lot is that she tells me the truth. There's some kind of woman I would have married. I may not be the type of man I am. She tells me the truth and I call her, you know, she's from Onicha. So I call her Onucha, that's Maotcha. Because when she opens her mouth, she'll just tell me the truth. No matter how, whatever it is. And that's why I love her. Because I don't like falsehood. Praise the Lord. No, I don't like it. I don't like flattery. I don't like pacification. I love truth. Praise the Lord. And I pray that you will love truth. And I pray that as we love truth, grace will abound towards us. So that we will walk in the truth. Because you can just have truth and just speak it and not love and embrace it. Praise God. I'm saying all this, it might be a long service, so please, you know, bear with me. I've been on vacation for one week. It might be a long service. Come with me to Exodus chapter 32, please. Exodus chapter 32, we'll read from verse 1 to 10 or 14. Let's start reading. We'll, we'll stop when we get there. I'd like you to read along with me, please. I'd like to hear your voices as you read. Exodus 32. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves the molded calf, and worshipped it, and sacrificed to it, and said, This is your God, O Israel. That brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses. I have seen this people. And indeed is a stiff necked people. Now therefore let me alone. That my wrath may burn heart against them. And I may consume them. And I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God. And said Lord. Why does your wrath burn heart against your people. Whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt. With great power. And with a mighty hand. This talks about salvation. Why should the Egyptians speak and say. He brought them out to harm them. To kill them in the mountains. And to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath. And relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham. Isaac and Israel. Your servants. To whom you swore by your own self. And said to them. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven. 
And all this land that I've spoken of, I give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. Verse 14. So the Lord relented from the hand which he said he would do to his people. Let's stop here. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We have an account here that pictures an event that took place after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt. And what had happened here, we, we get the background from actually um, chapter 24. God has said to Moses, okay, come, come Moses, come up to the mountain. I'm going to meet with you and I'm going to give you instructions and write for you the commandments that I want the people to keep. And the Bible had said, if you go to um, Exodus 24, uh, maybe 14 or so, 12 to 14. Moses said to the people, go down please. 13, let's see 13. Yes, thank you, 14. He says, he said to the elders, wait here for us. This is wait here for Moses and Joshua, his servant. Until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. So Moses went up. Now what happened here is this. Verse 1 of our t- chapter 32 says, Moses delayed his coming. So there was a time lapse. And the time these people expected Moses to come had expired. So what did they do? These people created another God. They created another God. Nature abhors a vacuum. So Moses had gone up. And verse 1 says, when the people saw that Moses delayed, their God is delaying. So they said, what do we do? Let's create another God. And they created another God. Now, in John 17 verse 3, our Lord Jesus made a statement, which is, you know, like, like people say, say that word is a mouthful or the statement is a mouthful. And the statement he says that this is what eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. He said, This is eternal life. You, you can't be more definite than that. And what did he say? He says, The knowledge of the true God is what is eternal life. He said a lot. Part of the things he said is where I tried to just do before we started the sermon. Is that if you don't know this God that we are talking about. If you don't know how good he is. Praise the Lord. If you don't know the love, the, the immensity of his love and dedication and commitment to you. You won't be able to you know, enter into what we are talking about. In Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Where the Lord, you know, gave a bit of introduction of himself to Moses. Exodus 34, 6 and 7. He says, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and what? Gracious. Merciful and gracious. Let me say merciful and gracious. Do you have a boss that fits that description? Do you have an uncle? Do you know anybody that fits that description at all? Merciful and gracious. This is who your God is. He's mercy. He's full of mercy. That's what it means. You can be sure you'll get mercy from him. Praise the Lord. And then he's gracious. He's accommodating. 
Praise the Lord. He's not strict in his, I mean, he, he's just gracious. He's full of grace. And he says, long suffering and abounding in goodness. If you give us the message translation, please. Message translation. So much love. He said, God passed in front of him and called out and said, what? Let's read it, everybody. He said, God, God, a God of mercy and grace. What? Endlessly patient. So what? Much love. So much love. So much love. Someone sang and says, Jesus, you love me what? Too much. You know, in English, too much isn't really good. But with God, too much doesn't capture. You love me too much. Let's see another translation. Maybe easy to read version or NLT. It, 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 it puts it another way. This is what Jesus is saying. He says, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger. I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. God is faithful. Anybody here listening to me online, you know, physically here, if you are looking to God, He cannot fail you. God does not fail. He can't fail. He can't fail you. Jesus said, This is eternal life that you will know that God can't fail you. That you know that God is merciful. That you know that God is gracious. Praise the Lord. He said, this is what it is. And then another thing he said also when he said, knowing God, you know, just a bit of what is, is Exodus 3, please. Exodus 3, um, 11 to 14. Where God was trying to commission Moses to come and be the deliverer, you know, that he was born to be. What happened in this conversation is that Moses, you know, you know the background of Moses. Moses had had his issues with Pharaoh and was on the run for his life. So God appears to Moses and says, Moses, you're going to go back to Pharaoh. Not with an army. You're going to go back with a staff and knock on Pharaoh's door. And say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, these are your slaves that you have harbored. <laughs> Some of us are getting it. You get, I mean, you're in enough trouble already. You're a fugitive. And then they're sending you back to the same Pharaoh. Not with a stronger army. I just send you with a word. And when you get to him, what are you going to request? No, Pharaoh, I'm really sorry. I've come to apologize. Please forgive me. You get to Pharaoh, you knock on the door. When they open, Pharaoh said, what is it, Moses? He said, Pharaoh, I've come to say to you, let my people go. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> That's why Moses, look at what Moses, Moses said, who am I? He was being polite. I'll tell you why he was being polite. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Okay. Now, the next, let me tell you what Moses actually wanted to say. Go back, go down 12. Let me see 12. God says, I'll be with you. Let's see 13. This is what Moses actually wanted to say. Moses wanted to say, who are you that you should send me to Pharaoh? I get what I'm saying. Who are you? He said, Moses now, you know, diplomatically came to where he said to the Lord. He said, who will I tell them? That's who has this effrontery to send me to Moses without an army? I get what I'm saying. I'm giving you that background to help you understand the answer. Now, the answer God gave to Moses is something you need to know. It's something I need to know. What did he say? He said, God said to Moses and says, I am what? Who I am. That is something on, on another level. The Lord said to me, do you know why God didn't say to Moses, I am big. Big is relative. Because when you say big, there is small. When you say strong, there is weak. 
He said, I am that I am. He, he was saying to Moses, I am the only real thing. I'm the only one that matters. I'm the only one that truly, do you know God is the only one that really exists? The Bible says, in him we what? Live and move and what? Have our being. My heart is as much my heart here because I'm here. If I got, he won't be here. It says, I am who I am. I am pre-existing. I am all-existing. I'm sovereign existing. I am the only one that matters. Tell them I am. Trying to feel in anything is limiting myself. So I won't tell you I created Pharaoh. I am. In, in other words, in comparison, I am. He's not. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? So today now, where is Pharaoh? Let, let, let's help get the person. Where is Pharaoh? Pharaoh is no longer there. And do you know what? Moses is still there. Why? Because God has kept Moses. I get what I'm saying. That is the God Jesus said. That is knowing him is what? Eternal life. When you know the God who is the I am. The God that no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, he says, do not fret. You don't panic. When this God is for you, praise the Lord somebody. This God also, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ said that to us. Because the first commandment that he gave to us, he gave to the nation of Israel, was what? Exodus 22 and 3. Verse 3 in particular. Simple, it says what? You shall have what? No other gods but me before me or besides me. What was he saying? Jesus says, so that you don't mistake who I am. So you don't in any way confuse who God is. So you know him. Just like if you're going to, you know, get into particular business. They train you to know the genuine so that you won't go and make, you know, make loss or, you know, lose your capital or whatever. They train you to know what the real thing is. Jesus was saying, you need to know this God so you can be free. You can be delivered from idolatry. Now, now let's leave our text and we'll come to something that um, we learned on Wednesday. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. I'm going to come back. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3 says something there. It says, let no one, let's read this, everybody, let's read this together, please. Even those at home, try, I hope you have your Bibles open at home. It said, let no one want to go, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless what? Falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. My interest there is this, whenever I see unless, especially in the New Testament, I take it seriously because what we have comforted ourselves in is that Jesus said, unless you're born again. But there's not one unless. Praise the Lord. I can't fly to Lagos unless I bought a plane. Am I right? I can't bought a plane unless I buy a ticket. Now, those two unlesses, have they taken me to Lagos? After I bought the ticket, I can't actually, but unless I present myself there is, there, is that still an unless? Can anyone be eliminated and I still achieve the other? Unless I present myself on time. Can you see that the unlesses are increasing? So don't take, the reason I'm saying this, don't take one unless and run away. Now, 
this statement says, what you and I should watch is not whether there's going to be war between North Korea and America. It said, unless the falling away, and it says, what's go, where is it going to come? It says, it's going to come first. Children of God, those worshipping, that's what we should be bothered about. And if it's to come first, and then you and I know that the world is already shaking. Praise the Lord. Could it mean that he has come? Could it mean that the falling away is already taking place? Because it's supposed to come before all the, you know, bad pangs. And we are seeing bad pangs everywhere. He says, this must happen. Now, the passage, let's go back to our text. The text we read said something very interesting there. It said, these people started out with God. It was God that brought them out of Egypt. So, it's the same thing that this passage is that Second Thessalonians is warning us. It says it's a falling away, apostasy, a rebellion against God. You don't rebel against who you were not under his authority before. If it's a rebellion, then it means I was formerly what? In submission. These people were with God. They were excited. It was this group that sang with Miriam, thanking God for bringing them out of Egypt. It was this group that were dancing. It was this group that were so glad that they had been set free from the bondage of Pharaoh. It was this same group at this point that when something in them didn't feel right about this God, they said, you know, what the heck? Make another God. And they created another God. And this God they created, interestingly, was created with what God blessed them with. You know that? It was the gold. These people were poor. They were as poor as anything. They didn't have anything. It was the gold that God gave them that they used to create this God. Now, as you read the story, what you begin to see something there is this. In verse 6 of Exodus 32, verse 6. Something very interesting. Five, okay, I'll read 5 and 6. The Bible says, when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast of the Lord. Verse 6 says, then they rose early on the next day offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play can you picture this atmosphere how did it feel in that camp in that moment sorry i can't hear someone help me verse six i mean picture verse six now sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play he was happy he was bubbling do you understand it was, it was a bubbling environment. Do you understand? It's where you want to be. That's the truth. It's where you want to be. The thing about this is this. Idols make you happy. Go and read. These people had never had this state of excitement before now. Now, we are in a generation where churches, where Christian gatherings, one of the high points is the level of excitement. If there is no excitement, people, even the adverts, you know, I mean, I, I'm not blaming anybody, but never, uh, 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 Philip and the rest, never post my picture where I'm like this. I'm not James Bond. Where I'm like this. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, there, there's, there's provision for entertainment. There's provision for excitement. But Nobody goes to his medical doctor and sits down and says to doctor, what do you have for me today? And doctor starts cracking a joke. 
and you laugh. <laughs> and then you laugh again. And then when you finish laughing, you say, Doctor, it was a good one. Does anybody do that? Nobody does that. When you go to the doctor, you want, even there is a way the doctor will laugh. You say, Doctor, I'm coming. You will leave him and go, You know why? Because what you came for is not a laughing matter. The matter of Christianity and life and salvation is not a laughing matter. There's nothing wrong with laughter. Laughter do it good like medicine, but there's a place for it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It is the creation of this idol. And I'm still going to get to what the idol is, is all about. Maybe I'll do that quickly. So this is the way I received it. That some of these things I just received and I have to write them. The way it ministered to me says a dangerous but subtle form of idolatry is being practiced in our generation. A dangerous but what subtle. You know something is subtle, you know. It's being practiced in our generation. It says where one believes God or believes in God, but only to do for him, her, or them whatever he desires, ask or fancies, etc. But never pausing to consider who God is, what God wants, what pleases God. You see, in the past, the people would go get a tree, you know, or take their gold like we saw here, and create something. And then when they create that thing, what next is it? They tell the thing, do this for me. Isn't that the way it works? Now, we have, you know, it has been modernized in our time. We didn't create this almighty God. But the only thing that we've done now is that we have used remote control. When we come to God, nobody says, God, how are you feeling? Nobody says, God, be thou exalted. All we're saying is, God, this is what I want you to do for me today. And better be quick about doing it. I get what I'm saying. We, we come to God and there are scriptures for it. Concerning the works of my hand, what? Commanding me. Okay? There are scriptures for it. We, we come to God and there is no consideration. There is no, there's no thought to the fact that he is God. Even, even in your own best interest. He knows more than I do. Do you understand? You, you, we, we call him omniscient. Means what? He knows all things. Then I come to that God who knows all things. And then I command him to do a few things. Have I bothered to think whether the few things I'm asking are good for me even at all? I get what I'm saying. We, we, we make a God of God satisfying us. So it is all that I want, all that I feel, all that I desire. That's what God is about to me. In that process, I've raised an idol. And this God is no longer the God who says... If you love me, keep my commandments. This God is no longer the God that says, Be holy, for I am what? Holy. This God is no longer the God who is saying, You know, he that does not love his brother, You know, is still remaining in the realm of death. You see, this God has no will of his own. This God only exists to do my will. And then the job of the preacher is to make this God do my will. So the most powerful of preachers are those who are able to man, you know, twist this God and make him to do my will. That's what it is. 
And when I, when I tell people about this God, I just tell them, this God will answer you. This God will serve you. This God, ah, this God, he will serve you. Ah, this God, you call him, he will answer you. He's a good God. Almost like that, talking about a modern robot. Who has no will, has no pleasure, has no standard, has nothing. You know, he just exists. What happens with that is this, and even it's even more interesting. It says, plus the entertainment while you wait, and all the motivational speeches to encourage you to be patient with God while he attends to you. That's what we do. So it brings up people, a generation of people, who speak the words, who say the things, who gather, you know, who, who have a form, thank you Holy Spirit, who have a form of godliness, but deny the power, who miss the essence. You know, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, the Bible says God planted, you know, a garden eastward in Eden, and there was gold, there was all kinds of things there. The Bible said in that same garden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the one he told him not to eat. Okay. But in that same garden, there was another tree, which was what? The tree of life. And God didn't say to Adam, don't eat that tree of the fruit of that tree. It was the one what? of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam never went for it. I get what I'm saying. That tree of life is what he needed most. Praise the Lord. But I don't know, we, we can't, I mean, we are making our own errors every day. I don't know why he never went for it. And there's the same thing now. God in the Old Testament was telling Moses, he said the Levites, he said give land, give portions to all the tribes. But the Levites, don't give them any portion. What did he say? He said, I will be their inheritance. I think someone told me that the Levites, are the only tribe or is the only tribe in Israel that is still intact today. Their record is still intact. The others inherited lands. The others inherited, you know, you know, farmlands and all. All that they lost at the time. But the Levites who inherited God, you can't lose God. I get in what I'm saying. You see, eternal life is what we have. We're in a time where people are insulting our faith. People are asking questions. From when COVID started, they started mocking us. You know, and if you're a Nigerian man and the condition of our country doesn't hurt you as a Christian, doesn't grieve you, then I don't know what it is. It's grieving where we are. You know that last Sunday that we're here and we're, you know, crying about what was happening in Nigeria. That Sunday, a church in Kaduna was actually raided. Burnt, uh, uh, I think a doctor was killed and some people kidnapped. How come this from this Bible? It ought not to be so. But you see, we have accounts in scriptures where they captured, where the enemies of God, where the Philistines actually captured God, unquote. Isn't it? That captured the ark. And the Lord said to me, well, the ark was with my people. Did they honor it? Did they honor it now? It was Hophni and Phinehas. 
the sons of Eli, the ones that were raping women, that were forcefully taking the offerings. They were the ones who were keepers of the ark. In fact, they were the ones who brought it. It was Eli, the one who would not restrain his children. They were the custodians of the ark. So the Lord said, what difference does it make when my ark is under captivity with the Philistines? Or whether it is with the children of it? He said, none of them actually know who I am. The only difference is that when it's with these people, I teach them a lesson. When it's with these people, I'm waiting. My patience, my long suffering is being extended to them. So I said, that's why I allow them to capture it. Now we're in a time where, unquote, they're capturing our God, unquote. And we're losing power. Why? Because we ourselves have not set God in his place. Our God is an instrument we use. Our God is a not my portion God. Listen, God's interest is beyond you and I. The Bible says, for God what? So loved the world that he gave his only, he gave his son who left heaven and came to the earth to save mankind. And you think when I'm saved, we learned recently that Jesus says, as the father has sent me, what? So send I. So he's not going to save me so that every conversation I have with him is for me, myself and I. He's not going to bring me into the kingdom so that, you know, all I have to say about God is that because of him, you know, I don't have any problem and everybody's forgotten. No, we have, child of God, if we had 10% of believers here in this nation at this time, who knew who this God is and what he wants them to do, Nigeria won't be where it is. But we have 99% of Christians in Nigeria who are using God to prosper. Who are using God for security. Who are using God to answer their desires. Who are calling on God to only do for them. This morning, I think yesterday, I can't remember. Something happened. The Lord reminded me of something. If you, if you can recall. Last year, February, I think I was, that was when I was able to still move around. I was standing there. When I said, when COVID, when I had COVID, I didn't pray against COVID, not my portion. What I prayed, did you remember? I said, God, glorify yourself in that China. Make a difference for the Chinese in this COVID. And do you know what? I've told you here, since COVID started, I've been the healthiest. I've not had kata. I've not had cough. I've not had fever. I've not had anything. Now, I never, whereas there were some people who were, you know, bringing their own and saying it will happen to other people, but no, God is too big for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? He is God and his subject. I'm not God. You see, there's a relationship in this modern day Christianity we're talking about. But that relationship, man is king and God is subject. But when you go to the Bible, God is king. A man is subject. Listen to the preaching. Look at the adverts. I told you the other time, I said, I can't remember what they said. They say this to people, and the explanation is very simple. It's working. The second one is that the people like it. Praise the Lord. The people are responding to it. Now, when you go to our text now, Aaron said to Moses, Moses, the people... The people came to me. 
said, the people required, every time you take this relationship with God and start from down up, you enter into a very dicey situation. Because an idol is being created. In fact, look at what Aaron said. So I don't miss that part. Look at what Aaron said. Um, hallelujah. Yes. There was a place where Aaron said to Moses. Aaron said to Moses. He said, these people came to me. Eh? He said, they came to me and said to me, that I should make God for them. And they brought their earrings. And I just threw it into the fire. And then I turned. This calf came out. Hey. Is there somewhere? <laughs> if you find it, help me with it. Mm. Okay. Yes. Aha. Yes, thank you. Verse 24. Okay, let me read from 22. Okay, 21. And Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? So Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people. You know the people. This is Aaron speaking. This is what a lot of people will tell you. You know the people. You know people. That's what they want to hear. So you want to do a program and you're getting a theme and then they, they, they say this theme, people won't respond. You know the people. Actually, everyone said they said that they are set on evil. Let's say they are not set on evil. They are set on themselves. That's where we are. Go, go, let, let's go on and read. He said, for they said to me, make us gods that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. So this generation, there is no patience. There is no waiting. There is no long suffering. There is no suffering at all. If you, if you wait for God too much, you try another man that has my anointing. That can fast forward what God is doing. What are you talking? Verse 24 says, Aaron now says, And I said to them, look at this. Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. And I cast it into the fire. And this miracle happened. Bam. <laughs> I just, you know, they, I cast into the fire. And out came this calf. Out came this calf. And then everybody was even happier. And they started speaking. People of God. Unless the falling away comes. The falling away, people will not start going to shrines. But they will make shrines out of God's house. You know, so someone was telling me some church, you know, some persons I you know, people that you I believe I know that they still, they pray with candles and you know all kinds of things. And I'm wondering, where under the new covenant are you going to find that? Even some prayers we utter as believers betrays our lack of submission. There are some things you don't, I mean. You know, there are dimensions of prayer. There's a, there are prayers where you're addressing the devil. Okay? Where you're rebuking. But when you're talking to God, have you seen a memo reaching to the president? Any of us here have seen a memo reaching to the president? If you see the number of pleas there, if you see the number of pleas, a human being, they beg him to read it, they beg him to consider, they beg him to reply, and they beg to wait. That, I mean, if you see the... Anybody seen it? Let, let me... I don't know. Do you understand what I'm talking about? This is God. All I'm, I'm bringing for us today is this. Let us flee from idolatry. Praise the Lord. I, idolatry, people are, no. They, they gather in church, they sing songs. Even though the words of some of the songs betray. There, there's this song we used to sing, I think we've sung, You are great. 
You are great. Mighty God. Okay? We used to sing it. We, we haven't done it in a while. I went somewhere. Where's Pastor Livingstone? You were there with me. I went somewhere. And they were saying, I am great. I am great. Is it not a song? Do you understand? Idolatry. Where the only condition where people come to God is that he has something for me. The only message people, nobody's asking what God is saying. Nobody's asking what God is feeling. Nobody, that's why when, when, when I hear people talking about the situation of Nigeria and just saying, you know, uh, uh, this will happen, declare and declare. That's not the level. Who are you commanding? What did he say? He said, if my people who are called by my name should do what? Humble, humble, humble. All that big mouth, God is humbling people this generation. I hope we know. All that boasting that people boast in the name of God. Or not in, in the place of God. Not in the name of God. You should boast in the name of God. But don't boast in the place of God. All that boasting in the place of God. Where people give false assurances. You know, make all kinds of things. And nobody is checking their individual lives. Their private lives. Their marriages. Their businesses. I've asked us a question here. We live in Abuja. How many of us in a week or in one month have said, I encountered a believer in Federal Ministry of Information. I encountered a believer at, uh, at uh, where is it called? At ages. I encountered a believer uh, you know, how many of us have encountered believers? How many? Why? Because God has no people. Only the people have God. He has no people. The people have God. God doesn't have them. So they tell God that that's why, that's why you know, <laughs> that you look around, that's why, you know, if you change it the other way, ah, the people will love you. That's what Aaron said. Aaron said, you know these people. I mean, brother, kid brother. You know Moses was his kid brother. He said, bro, you know these people. To handle them, you really have to come down at their level. That's what some people are saying. You have to come down. You have to say like that. You have to tell them like that. You have to promise them like that. You have to keep from saying this one like that. Brethren, sin is a problem. Why? Because God loves the sinner, but he knows that sin kills. Anywhere it is not being dealt with, just know that it's not this God that calling on. God is almighty. God, he says, this is what your God says. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Brothers and sisters, nobody, nobody, can want you to have the good things on quote of life more than God can want you. Nobody has the best plans for you more than God can does. Nobody can, nobody, no one, no one. He, he, he is love himself. And mind you, he, he, he doesn't eat our food. He doesn't drink. So if it is good for you, he won't keep it from you. The only issue is this, is that God dwells in eternity. I get what I'm saying. He inhabits eternity. Child of God, God has enough time. Let's even take it that you live, I mentioned many years ago, some lady in um, All Christian Fellowship who passed on and the pastor said to me, you know, um, I.K. He said, I.K. He said, this sister was wonderful. 
When a pastor says that about someone, he said, he said, don't you know her? He said, I don't know. He said, all, all pastors in Abuja know her. She is a wonderful sister. She died. She died at about maybe for something or 50 or so. And they had believed that this girl's, this lady's wedding will be a national event. But she never married and died. Did God disappoint her? Pastor King was talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb. Do you understand? Listen to me. Is it not a man like, is it because of a man like me you want to lose your salvation? Me. A, a man. All the men in the house, let me see you. Which man is here that is worth compromising your faith? People compromise their faith for children. Children, when they become teenagers, they tell you, ah, what, what, are, what, are you what are you compromising your faith for? For money? For house? For car? For purple? What are you compromising? Followers, 20 million followers. So somebody also told me, he said, he said now, now what has happened is that churches don't invite uh, musicians because they feel their song is ministering to them. They invite musicians based on their followership and the views. And you know what the musicians have done also? They've also learned. So they go to buy viewers and buy followers. Eh? They said when uh, the hunter learned to shoot without aiming. Ah, uh, L.A.K. the bird also learns what? To fly without perching. To march. That's where we are. That's where we are. Now, I'm saying this because, you see, what we have is genuine. I want to try and round up for today. What we have is genuine, child of God. These people, like we referred initially, instead they sat down to eat, rose up to play. They had happiness when they sinned. You didn't see that happiness. When they were standing right. That's where the foundation is. The psalmist said to the Lord. He said restore to me. The joy of your salvation. Child of God. When you get born again right. You will be most full of joy. When you are right with God. For someone to be out of relationship with God. And be happy. He needs to repent today. You can't be in sin and be happy. If you are born again. I told you many years ago, I didn't steal the car. A friend, no, a friend and a member of the church then, you know, you know pastors have power. I mean persuasive power. So this brother had many Mercedes-Benz cars and I didn't have a car then. So I visited his house and, you know, jokingly, 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 you know, he gave me one of his cars and it was a gift. The next Sunday I should actually have come to testify, someone has blessed me with a car. And I went home. It was a Friday. Saturday morning I got up and I was trying to pray. I was praying to myself. I was trying to pray. Time was passing. I was not traveling. I was not going anywhere. I was where I was. You know how it is when you want to pray and you're not moving. The traffic is heavy. I was, I was trying to pray. Time was passing. After a while, the Spirit of the Lord said, why are you wasting your time? I got up, had my bath, took the car, went back, said to him, God bless you. Nothing on earth is worth that joy that I have when my master is pleased with me. God said to, concerning Joseph, oh, he says he was a houseboy in the house of his master Potiphar. I didn't deliver him. What I did was I visited him. What did Jesus say to us? Say if you do my word, if you keep my word, say I and the father will do what? 
He didn't say they will snatch you out. He didn't say they will pull you out. He said they will come and make their home with you. That is a testimony. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That is Christianity. And when you have that fellowship, sir, your working power, your working authority, you have irresistible audacity. I don't do business again and I don't, I'm not working anywhere. But I pray for you here. You're a businessman. You're working in some office. When this presence follows you, I am telling you, kings will bow before you. Because you carry God. The Bible says, why are the mountains keeping like rams? Why are the cedars of Lebanon? Why are they being stripped? He said, because what? They saw the presence of the Lord. He said, why did the waters part? He said, because they saw the presence of God. Brethren, the solution to the times that we are in is that Christians carry his presence. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anybody fool us. There's a falling away. But it won't be a falling away where you see the persons in all of a sudden they are wearing charms. They don't wear charms. They might have Charlie have prayer points. They'll be posting some things you know, on, on social media. You see it. You know that this person has started shifting. You have a conversation with them. With, with them you see. You're hearing. You, you, you just know that this man, God, is no longer on the throne. This morning, I want to beg us. Let's tear down that idol. Praise the Lord. Let's tear down that idol. Let, let me warn you, please. What I'm telling you to do. Uh, I was speaking to someone in Lagos. And he was reminding me, according to him, the exploits we did in Abuja as, as pastor. He said the first overnight praise program. You know, pastor, you were the one. Ah, you know this uh, uh, excellence and all of that. I was laughing. I was saying in my heart, you don't know how glad I am. And what brought this turn around for me many years ago was that we had a member that died. Blessing. We had had one or two that died, but you never. Blessing was like a daughter, you know. When Blessing died, you know, I just knew. We prayed. We trusted God. But she died. I knew that God... It can't be for marriage that I'm pastoring. It can't be for a big house that I'm pastoring. It can't even be for a big congregation. Every time someone here dies, what I ask myself, ask Momichi, last day there was a young lady that died. Before she died, I kept asking my wife, what about this young girl? What about this young girl? What about this young girl? Is she following the services? Is she listening to the messages? That was what I was asking her. Before we knew, next thing we heard she died. Why? My responsibility is to usher you to glory. That's my responsibility. If I'm able to usher this number I have, it's more than enough for me. I am not in... No, that is not what it's about. Listen to me. In essence, there's more to this than we see. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's God. Hallelujah. The pre-existing, the soul existing, the only existing God has invited you to be in relationship with him. Brethren, what can compare to that? Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to go to him today. I don't know where he is for you. A man wrote and said, in every man's heart, 
there is a throne. One throne. He said, on that throne, is either Jesus is sitting on that throne or the man is sitting on the throne. When Jesus sits on the throne, you are falling under in submission. But when you sit on the throne, he stands aside and lets you run your life. I wish the church in Nigeria today would have Jesus on the throne. I want you to ask him, come and take your place. Tell him you are Lord. Tell him you are God. Tell him you love me. Tell him you are holy. Tell him you are big. Tell him you are wise. Tell him you are eternal. Tell him you have times and seasons in your hands. Tell him you are the one that I should submit to. Tell him my worship. My worship is due to you. Tell him it is to you that I give the glory. Tell him it is to you that I give every praise. Tell him Lord, you are everything to me. Tell him you are God. Tell him I'm not, I'm not denying Listen, this man here is not here trying to sound as if he doesn't have needs and desires that he commits to the hands of God. No, I do. I do and I know you do. But, but I know he's God. I know he's God. Some people have said to us, when you pray, don't ask him if it's your will. But Jesus prayed and said, yet not my will, but your will be done. Tell him you are God. And I'm just pleased. One of the things I learned for those of us here who are still applying for jobs. When you go for a job interview and they say, what would you like to be paid? Don't open up your mouth and run your mouth. Tell them, what would you want to pay me? I don't go to God and place a demand. The parable of the, of the 11th hour workers. The people who negotiated got the worst deal. The people who trusted got the best deal. Tell him I will trust in you. I don't want to negotiate my settlement. I want to worship you. I was born to be your worshiper. I don't count myself smart. I count myself in need. I wish I could sing. There are so many songs running in my heart. You are my source, my joy, my... What's that saying? You are my everything. I love you, Lord. It's alright, the tears that I'm, I'm fighting. It's alright to love him. That's who he is. He's beautiful beyond description. He's too marvelous for words. Too wonderful for comprehension. He's like nothing. He's better than silver or gold. He's like nothing ever seen or heard. He's greater than popularity. He's much more sweeter than fame. I, I want to make a call quickly. It's not an irregular altar call. But I want to plead with you. If you're here, please enthrone him. Enthrone him. Enthrone him. Enthrone him. He's got, he, he will not strive with you. He will not strive with us. That's why the things are moving. Things are happening. People are saying, people, people, people. That's what we hear. People, people, people. Are many people, 1,000 people, 50,000 people. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's saying, I am God. My glory, I will not share 
I want to pray with somebody who is saying, Preacher, I want to agree with you in prayer. That today, today, I'm rededicating the throne of my heart to you, my God, my maker. I want to pray with you. Can we rise on our feet, everybody? If you want that prayer for me to agree with you. A step of consecration and surrender and dedication. And you're saying to him, yes, Lord. I'm surrendering to you. I'm bringing it all to you. Come and take your place. 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 Come and lay down the burden. Come and surrender it all. It's a simple thing. But it matters. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. You are God. to take this prayer I want us to take this prayer what are we going to pray in the text we read when the people saw the golden calf the camp went electric there was excitement in the camp when they saw the idol I don't know what that means to you the Bible says if not, if not that the time is shortened, even the elect will fail. I want us to pray. It's dicey. Lord, keep my joy to flow only from the truth. Let me find joy only from you. You see, let, let me tell you what this does. Let me tell you what this does. You, you, don't, you don't become disrespectful. No, not at all. Christians are meek and gentle and of a, you know, beautiful spirit. But there's a disdain that you have for worldly things. The Bible talks about using this world. You don't acquire them, you use them. There are sets of Christians that have started calling a bunch of, you know, some intelligent, prosperous men. Apostles. Someone said that Mark Zuckerberg is an apostle. You know. Why? Why? 
He has Facebook. You know, there's a love that has crept into the hearts of many believers that love things that God hates. The Bible says, if you love the Lord, what do you do? Hate evil. You can't love the world. You, we live in the world. We are witnesses in the world. But we can't love. When you love something, you submit to it. You adjust to it. We can't. Those people, it was so easy to sway them. They started partying. Why? There was the calf. That is what David was saying. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I needed to cry out anyhow, you know, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Let me have value. Let me get excited about the things of God, about a soul one, about righteousness, about sanctification, about humility, about patience, about long-suffering, about endurance, about goodness, about kindness, about holiness, about purity, righteousness, peace and joy. L -l -l let me get excited about the things of the kingdom. Lord, let not the world hold my happiness. Let not the world hold my joy. Lord, I'm, uh, there, there are things I need. There are things that I want. But let my joy not proceed from any of them. Be my source. Be my source. Be the source of my joy. You are the source of my music. You are the song that that's what I was saying. Be, be everything to me. I, I need you to pray, please. And pray sincerely. Pray, pray. Don't, don't leave the music. I want you to pray. Lord, do this for me. Let me come back on Wednesday. Let me wake up tomorrow. Let me get to my house this evening. And just find joy in the things of God. Find joy in the fellowship that I have with you. Let me just love your word. When I read your Bible, let me just be satisfied. When I hear your word, let it be music to my ears. When I see my brethren walking in righteousness, walking in purity, trusting you, let me be fulfilled. Let me not wait until that time, until I see. Let me not know. Let me find fulfillment, excitement, bearing everything in the things of the kingdom that way I can know that you are with me Lord help me heal my heart heal my heart heal my heart turn my heart back to you let unrighteousness become detestable to me let greed let every form of wickedness become detestable to me you are my God you are my God and your throne, no other. Kaposha la garaboshanda, eka tosela kaboshanda. I am a Christian. I am a witness. I am a child of God. I am redeemed. I am born again. Ah, I belong to Jesus. He's got my life. He's got my life. I'm surrender to Him. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name. Second prayer and I'm done. Now, as I have that restoration, I want us to pray. Let me be a witness. Praise the Lord. Let me be what? I can't hear you. Let me be what? Let me be a witness. 
the world is doing a better job at advertising. You know that. They are doing it so well. You know, someone was telling me, some man that became a woman in Nigeria, Bob Risky. How many of us know him? I hope none of you are following him on Instagram. I hope none of you are following him. Okay? And he has followers. You know, many. Why? He's brazenly advertising iniquity. Brazenly advertising it. And some, you know, are following and maybe make comment. When he says something, you analyze. There are some things that your ear, you become deaf to them. They are convert. They are, you know, you just shut them out. The Bible says you're seated where? In heavenly places. There are some things you don't give attention to. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this. That the Lord will empower you. And you. And you. And you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you become an advertisement for the kingdom. That the spirit of excellence will begin to manifest through you. That you will become an answer. You will become a solution. The God who created the heavens and earth is your father. He's on your side. Listen, Joseph suffered, but Joseph was respected everywhere. Listen, if you're here listening to me, I don't care whether you're rich or poor. If you have the respect of the people around you, the people you work for, the people you work with, I'm a fan of yours. But no matter who you are and what you have, if you lose the respect of gardener, of driver, of uh, whatever, then there's nothing to you. I get what I'm saying. Respect means they could say anything about Joseph. But what they couldn't say was that he was not their mate. Daniel, even when they deposed him, the queen mother said, there is a man in this kingdom. <laughs> in him, what? Dwells the spirit of the living God. Let them say that about you in the name of Jesus. Let them say that about you in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray, Lord, make me a witness. I can't have the Holy Ghost and be ignored. I want you to pray. Lord, make me an answer to my husband, to my wife, to my children, to my parents, to my friends, to my colleagues, to those who like me, to those who don't like me. In my neighborhood, I carry the Holy Ghost. Make me a solution. Make me a solution. Diffuse through me the fragrance of Christ. Make me salt. Make me light. My world is dark. In this country, Nigeria, things are going down. Lord, use me for the rising of many. Masuya kashuka leke reba gozanda, eka tala kala gegele garabo shanda, sola garabo sheka la garabo basanda garabo zondo, nika kaka balake teka yaka la soto zondo. I want you to begin to thank him, and when all is said and done, Lord, you will keep me in that sacred place of your tabernacle. I will never depart from your presence. Let's say thank you to the Lord. Let's say thank you to the Lord. Let's say thank you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We
invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Kwarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.